EI Travel. It's time for the Don Crow Show, right here from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios. Now, the Don Crow Show. The Don Crow Show is brought to you in part by Passport Auto Group Stores. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, I highly recommend that you go to PassportAuto.com and find Passport's nearest dealership to where you live. And what a great selection to choose from. BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, Mini. And right now, Passport also has over a 1,000 certified pre-owned vehicles you may want to consider as well. Again, find your nearest dealership at the website PassportAuto.com. And we welcome you to this edition of the Don Crow Show. Happy today also to be able to share the show with our good friends listening to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. As we once again pause this week as a nation to celebrate our country's now 242nd birthday, uh, I've asked my friend, a uh, longtime friend uh, and uh, must, uh, <laughs> multiple best-selling author Patrick K. O'Donnell to join me again to talk for a few minutes about his latest work, The Unknowns, the untold story of Americans' unknown soldier and World War I's most decorated heroes who brought him home. Uh, some great endorsements. Washington Times calls this a gripping story told by Mr. O'Donnell who is emerging as one of the best military historians of his generation. USA Today says few authors have the same kind of enthusiasm and gusto that O'Donnell brings to his topic. His gift is taking the reader from the map room to the battlefield. It's an exciting, often harrowing trip worth taking. And Amazon says brilliantly researched, vividly told, The Unknowns is a timeless tale of heeding the calls of duty and brotherhood and humanizes the most consequential event of the 20th century, which still casts a shadow a century later. Patrick, my friend, happy 4th, and thanks for joining me. Uh, I need to do one more thing. I got you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Blessings to you. Uh, Makes me tired every time I start reading all the work you do (laughs) over the years. (laughs) But I tell you, it is a good thing indeed. And in fact, uh, let's start with this remarkable book. I have no doubt that most of us who've ever stood at the Tomb of the Unknown wondered at some point just who is interred there. But uh, you tell us, among other things, the story as to how this monument all came into being and how it's remained uh, intentionally secretive all these years. Kind of take us back to... uh, World War One itself and how this all unfolded. Well, it all really kind of unfolds right after World War One in 1920, when the great powers, you know, the, the war had had concluded, and the great powers of France and England decided to have a tomb for the unknown soldier, and they wanted to honor all of those who had fallen with a single unknown soldier. And in the the battlefields of the Western Front, there were literally hundreds of thousands of unidentified unknown soldiers. And America had, you know, somewhere over 2,000 uh, unknown soldiers. And the War Department at the time thought 
they were to, they would be, ident- be able to identify all those Americans, but it was kind of wishful thinking. As 1920 rolled around, um, there were people here in the United States that wanted to either identify those unknowns or have something similar to what France and, and England had. And there was a movement that was started by Marie um, Maloney, who was a editor for a popular women's magazine at the time, Delineator. And she said, you know, she wrote a letter to the War Department and said, look, we, we need to have our own unknown soldier. And they didn't initially dismiss it, but she creates a movement. The press gets behind it, along with a lot of other influential people. And Hamilton Fish, who's a congressman from New York City, he was from Harlem, and he was actually with – he fought in a unit called the Harlem Hellfighters. This is an African-American segregated unit, and they fought largely with the French Army. They were very you know, distinguished, uh, decorated soldiers that you know, didn't get necessarily that much recognition. And Fish wanted to honor his men. Uh, he was a white officer with these black men and honor them and their service. And he puts forward the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier Bill, and it goes through Congress. Wilson approves it. And there's now, um, uh, you know, the need to find an unknown soldier. And there's, like I said, over 2,000 in Europe. And what, what happens is the four major cemeteries that are in France that were, were the major battles that were fought for the American Army, for instance, at Bella Wood, at the Mew Sargon, at San Mihal, and in, in, this, um, in, 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 uh, in another area, we the psalm we they they choose four unidentified Americans and they're removed. The bodies are very carefully checked for no there's no dog tags or letters, diaries, anything that I, that could identify those soldiers. The graves registration unit then you know carefully places them in uh, caskets, and the uh, the. The graves tickets where these men were removed from were burned. They wanted to make sure that nobody would ever be able to identify who these men were, where they came from specifically. The four caskets were then brought back to Chalon, uh, France, and there was a an honor guard of um, you know seasoned grizzled French warriors that greeted them there, along with um, the mayor of the town and many French officials, and. The procession went to the city hall. The, the caskets were placed there. And some of the more decorated Americans that were still in France, so many, most Americans already gone back. There were some occupation troops, though. And in that group was a, a, a young doe boy named Edward Younger. And they selected six men to carry the body uh, into the room. And they also decided that a general officer was going to choose the unknown soldier. But at the last minute, the French said, look, we used an enlisted man to choose our unknown soldier. And at the last minute, Edward Younger, who's this doughboy, his only um, decoration, if you will, were two wound stripes, which are later the Purple Heart. He, was, he saw a very tough combat in the, on the Western Front. He was with the 2nd Infantry Division. They, they were an elite unit within Pershing's army. They were outside of Bellawood or in Bellawood in, in many cases as well with the Marine Corps. And they, there was also an infantry unit. And Younger was part of the 9th Infantry. And he was selected, and uh, he's given this great honor um, to select the unknown soldier. And it's quite you know, a remarkable story. He's given a bouquet of roses 
that morning and told to choose the unknown soldier. And, you know, he realizes the awesome weight of this responsibility. He walks into the room. The, the, the floor is covered with rose petals. You know, the Chopin's funeral march is playing in the background. And he has to decide. And it's that moment that he prays. And he prays and he kind of walks around the caskets. And as he says in the letter, and this is all in the unknowns, the book that I've written, I, I found his original letter. And he says that he prayed, and his hand was just guided to the casket that was next to him. And he felt for sure that that was a doughboy that had fallen in battle, but he knew. And he placed the bouquet of roses on the on the casket. And that is America's unknown soldier. And he was brought back to the United States, and there's there's now three unknown soldiers in the tomb. There's the, the doughboy from World War One. There's an unknown from World War Two, and then there's an unknown from Korea. It's an amazing read, folks. And uh, by the way, we're going to feature this entire interview that I did a couple of weeks ago with Patrick, much more detail than we have time in this quick visit. But leading into the fourth, I want you to know about the book, and if you haven't gotten a copy, it's a great gift to others. It'll be a great gift to yourself. And we're going to featured the entire hour's interview as part of our 4th of July broadcast coming up in a couple of days here on the Don Crow Show. But we have more with Patrick right now. Stay with us. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. Can a student mention God in a high school graduation speech? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow. My son is valedictorian uh, this year, and he's doing a pre-rehearsal. And uh, he Great. wrote a speech about God and uh, how the morals in the United States. Yep. He wanted to thank Jesus Christ. Uh, he just calls me and goes, Dad, you got to get on the station because um, they're giving him a hard time about saying it. They- well, let me tell you this right now. Uh, he has the right to say that, and I'm going to get you in touch right this moment with our legal staff here at the American Center for Law and Justice, and we'll get you some help on this right away. God is not off limits in a valedictory speech, and if he's the valedictorian allowed to pick the t- content of his speech, he cannot be censured, and that's what the this is. This is viewpoint censorship. Courts have been pretty clear on that, and especially when the student's allowed to speak. So you hang on the line here, George. I'm going to get one of our lawyers to help you right away, okay? Find an affiliate, subscribe to our podcast, or listen online to our half-hour radio program, Jay Sekulow Live, every weekday at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. 
Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com. You're an author writing a Christian book, so you may know this cheery little fact. Old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. You know your book is fabulous, but hey, if it's not what a publisher needs, eh, all you need is your book in print. You want it on Amazon. You want to spread the word the way you've written it, so do it. Forget old-fashioned publishing. Publish yourself with 21st century Christian publishing at Zulon Press. Fast and affordable, Zulon Press gives you the power to put your Christian book on the market the way you want it. Zulon Press knows your mission because they have the same mission. Publish your book, see it on Amazon, be a published author with Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. Get your book hot off the press. Zulon Press. Find your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications. The same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com. The Don Crow Show on WAVA, also sharing the day with Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. I guest Patrick K. O'Donnell. Best-selling author, critically acclaimed military historian, expert on elite units, author of at least 11 books that I know of, including Washington's Immortals, We Were One, and Dog Company. Uh, He, as a matter of fact, has amazing experience in the writing of his books, and I wish I had time to do justice to all of that. But, uh, Patrick, I do want to ask, I know so many times there's a particular story, a serendipitous kind of story that goes along with your deciding to write a book. How did the unknowns come to be in, in that regard? The, the story of the unknowns came about, I was in, I was embedded with the, uh, the Marine Corps in Fallujah. I, was, I went house to house with a Marine rifle platoon and, um, you know, formed some incredible friendships and bonds from that experience, barely survived. Uh, found my faith uh, in that experience, so that was definitely a positive. And it wasn't because I was afraid; uh, it just it just came to me. But another byproduct of that was uh, the experience was a great friendship with the battalion commander, and he, um, after the battle, later commanded the Wounded Warrior Regiment in the Fifth Marines, the regiment. And um, with the Fifth Marines, he asked me to be a battlefield guide in Normandy. To, to give them a tour of the, you know, the invasion beaches and the drop zones. And I did that and we, you know, toured the area. It was an incredible experience to have the fifth Marines, the, the fighting fifth 
go back to France for the first time in 93 years. It was an incredible experience. And the Fighting Fifth also is is is, is responsible with the Six Marines the, to to saving Paris in 1918. It, you know, around this time uh, in the summer of 1918, the the, uh, the Americans fought the Marine Corps in particular fought at Belle Wood. It's a famous battle of the Marine Corps where they saved Paris. And we were there, and, you know, the story serendipitously found me. We're walking around Hill 142 and found out that Ernest A. Jansen, uh, at the time was known as Charles Hoffman, the guy had two names, quite an interesting story. But he's also the first Medal of Honor winner, uh, or recipient, I should say, for the Marine Corps. But he was also Pershing's body bearer for the unknown soldier. And Pershing selected eight men, the most decorated enlisted men, of the American Expeditionary Forces to be the body bearers for the unknown. The heart of the unknowns is their stories. These are the men that saw the toughest combat, um, including Jansen. And I tell their stories, um, as well as the story of the entire American Expeditionary Force in France, through their eyes. Um, Pershing personally selected eight enlisted men who were highly decorated, but also were from each branch of service, the Marine Corps, the Army, and the Navy. So the body bearers are from each of these branches, as well as different combat specializations within them. Everything from the infantry to the field artillery to combat engineers, and these are the guys that actually go out and breach the wire, not, not build things. Um, and coast artillery, this is the big rail guns. This entire story in the unknowns is the story of World War One in the America's experience in this book, and that's what I tell in the unknowns. And uh, that's how the story kind of serendipitously found me, and I knew that it was something that had to be told. And it was it's been it's being told for the hundredth anniversary of the major action, which occurs this summer. And you know, I think this is the the World War One generation is a generation that changed the world. And it's sadly a generation that hardly anybody knows a thing about. And, you know, that's why this book is out there. That's why I wrote it. It's to give people an understanding of a forgotten generation that, that you know, did so much. Well, you know, as you're saying it, Patrick, I'm thinking of uh, the changes and shifts in uh, the values and mores of our culture today in terms of our own history. Uh, some who now mock patriotism, mock the great legacy of this country, uh, and yet these men and women paid profound prices for you and me to sit in relative freedom, thank God, today, and have a conversation like this. And I think a, a nation pays a price when it does not remember its heroes and heroines and does not remember its history. No, it's absolutely true, Don. I mean, our history is slipping away, and there's various forces that are causing that. And that's why it's so important that we we preserve our history and we remember it and we learn from it because there's so much to be learned from history. As I understand Otherwise, it, just... I'm sorry, but I understand your book, this one is the first that these heroes, if you will, uh, have ever been really recognized. Am I right? That's completely right. <laughs> Nobody has told their story until this book. Um, this is... This whole story is an untold story. The, the, the story of the tomb mm. has largely remained um, in the procession and how it was done. Uh, 
hardly it's hardly even been um, mentioned um even it's what i call history in plain sight it's our greatest war memorial but what's the backstory? hardly anybody knew about it until the unknowns and then there's the story of each one of these body bearers these eight men along with edward dunger who i mentioned the ninth man and which tells this whole story of world war one through their eyes it's you know People say that they think they know any, something about World War One. It's a it's a hidden war within a war. It's incredible stuff. Well, I'm it, reading right now. It, there uh, about your book. Uh, their ranks include a cowboy who relived the charge of the Light Brigade, an American Indian who heroically breached mountains of German barbed wire, a salty New Englander who dueled a U a U boat for hours in a fierce gunfight, a tough New Yorker who sacrificed his body to save his ship, and an indomitable gunner who, though blinded by gas, nonetheless overcame five machine gun nests. I mean, they're just profound stories in each of those men's lives. Each one of these stories could be a movie, and it's all about the stories. And that's, you know, I think that that's where history comes alive. When you're talking about the stories of individuals, about just ordinary Americans, that have to, you know, in many cases, overcome things that this stuff is way, in many cases, more difficult than, than World War II. You're dealing with poison gas constantly where you have to live and sleep with it, fight with it. You know, thousands of rounds of, bar, of uh, Maxim machine gun fire coming at you, high explosive artillery. And then you're all, and in many cases, these Americans are given Civil War tactics initially. But what's incredible is that they innovate. It's a story of innovation, and they overcome and defeat one of the greatest armies of the world, the German army. I said American it at exceptionalism. The, indeed, I said it at the outset, and I know we're talking to an audience. Many of you have already visited the Tomb of the Unknowns probably numerous times, either on your own or as uh, relatives and friends come into the Washington area and want to see some of these great memorials, and that's uh, certainly at the top of the list. Uh, and yet, and I've visited several times, uh, not recently, but more in uh, times past, I wondered some of the same things. I suspect we all do. What's the backstory? And you've given it to us. I'd suggest if folks are going to see the tomb uh, again, and I hope to do that, uh, you know, again, uh, in light of what you've written, because it brings a whole different perspective. It's such a moving experience to begin with, to just stand there and watch the precision and watch the sacredness and the uh, the uh, hallowedness, if you will, of that experience. But this book helps us really understand it, I think, a lot more. Absolutely. And you can read an excerpt from the book on Amazon.com. Pick up the book at Barnes & Noble, which is where it's featured nationwide. There's, um, you know, just a plethora of places to, to sort of get a feel for the reviews. It's been in the Wall Street Journal and pretty much everywhere else. It's been well, I know you've had a number of... You've had, done very well for us. I'm sorry, our connection is a little tough, but I know you've had a number of book signings already and public appearances. Uh, anything in the near future that folks in this area may know about or may be interested in? I'll be going to the, um, the Virginia Historical Society in Richmond on the 17th, um, which I'm very excited about. And then I'm also going to be the keynote speaker for... for National Purple Heart Day at Mount Vernon in uh, on August 11th, which I'm incredibly honored to to be uh, 
be the person that's going to deliver that keynote. It's personal to me because I saw, you know, so much uh, in Fallujah, and you know, many of the men in First Platoon received multiple Purple Hearts. Well, it's always posthumously. Uh, uh, yeah, it's always informative to talk with you. Uh, I'm I'm out of time for this visit, but I remember when you came back from Fallujah. I remember you coming into the studio, and you were shaken by what you'd been through. So, as you say, you found your faith on that trip, didn't you? Yes, I did, Don. And that's a that's a special thing, and I'm I'm most grateful for it. Well, let's talk again soon, my friend. Happy Fourth to you. Happy Fourth to you too, Don. Again, a great writer, one of America's great military historians. Uh, as uh, Amazon itself says, uh, uh, this is uh, brilliantly researched, vividly told, and others have endorsed it as well. In fact, Washington Times says that uh, O'Donnell is emerging as one of the best military historians of his generation. This book is just one of many that he's written. They're all worth your attention. You can check his website out at patrickkodonnell.com. All of his books and his career information is there. Looking to further your career as an electrician? Don't do it yourself. Team up with Mr. Sparky instead. We offer electricians of all levels great perks that you just won't get going in alone, like health, dental, and vision, and paid time off. So apply today and turn your dream job into a reality. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 sparky Terms and conditions may apply. Call for details. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in the respective state or county. You love the Bible. You read the stories as a child. What if you could see them come to life? In Israel, black and white scriptures transform into powerful living color. Picture this. Yesterday, you stood at the Sea of Galilee and were baptized in the Jordan River. Today, you explore the remains of Nazareth. Tomorrow, on to Jerusalem, where every path leads toward the life of Christ and the story of God's purpose on earth. These moments can be yours when you join Tony and Lois Evans for Experience Israel 2018, November 7th through 16th. Come experience the legendary land of Israel and be led into the presence of God. Accompanied by gifted worship artists Anthony Evans and Meredith Andrews, your time in Israel is sure to be rich with spiritual meaning and impact. Visit letstalkfaith.com. That's letstalkfaith.com. Or call 855-448-7226 and book your journey to Israel today. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-704-1662. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes... 
payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall and Associates, and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-776-6094. Affordable Family Fun is what you get with every Clearwater Threshers game at Spectrum Field. See the stars of tomorrow playing today in the Florida State League. There's lots of promotions, too, including Saturday fireworks, concerts, Dollar Tuesdays, Feeding Frenzy Mondays, Tijuana Flats Taps and Tacos Thursdays, and Brunch on Sundays. Find out more in the complete schedule by going to their website at threshersbaseball.com. Threshers Baseball, get hooked. WTBN, Pinellas Park. The Bon Crow Show on WAVA. Brought you in part by A-Action Home Services. A-ActionHomeServices.com fixes problems right the first time. Hey, by the way, WABA customers uh, customers receive a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and they can take care of things, whether it's air conditioning or electrical or plumbing services. You need to call A-ActionHomeServices.com or visit them on the web at that site or call them at 703-922-1900. That's 703 703- Nine two two one nine zero zero. I'm sure that uh, even after all these years have passed, many of you still remember the ugly, destructive, and partisan-driven battles that occurred over then-President Ronald Reagan's efforts to nominate a great justice to the U.S. Supreme Court, Robert Bork, a man, as my guest this hour puts it, who would have been a brilliant justice but whose name, because of the savage and totally false claims about him by those on the left, actually became part of the nation's political lexicon. We now have a verb. It's called being borked. Uh, however, in a column at the American Spectator titled The Price of Borking Bork, my guest this hour observes that an even greater price has been paid as a result of what he identifies as President Reagan's worst mistake. Dr. Paul Kangert, Professor of Political Science at Grove City College, Executive Director of the College's Center for Vision and Values. And, Paul, always good to talk with you, but especially on an occasion like this, sort of a uh, – well, I'll, I'll start with asking, did you or anybody that uh, in your field of expertise see this coming? Yeah, well, actually, Don, I, I did. I did see it coming, and uh, I'll tell you now that I've, I've heard whispers for – maybe not even whispers for about a year now – that um, that Judge Clarence Thomas could be next, and which I think would be a big disappointment. He's he's not old, and he's also been writing some very good decisions lately. In fact, I'm I'm starting to think now, in light of some of the decisions written in the last couple of weeks, that Thomas is uh, maybe doing one of either two things: maybe one carving out a legacy in order to prepare to step down, or maybe he's taking over a leadership role. 
um, with Kennedy now leaving. But but I, I did see Kennedy going next. Uh, I mean, a, a conservative like myself, I, I had hoped it would be Stephen Breyer or, or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But I think those two are going to hang on until their literal last breaths. Uh, Kennedy is, I think he's 81 years old, and he's been on the bench for 30 years. And, uh, yeah, I did, I did see this coming. The last couple of weeks, he's, he's rendered some really good decisions. But in light of his catastrophically bad decisions over the years, like Planned Parenthood v. Casey and, and the Obergefell decision, um, I'm really, really glad to see him go, frankly. Well, you uh, say that uh, actually him ending up on the court was really Ronald Reagan's uh, worst mistake. Talk about that. It was, and, and it was 1987. And like you said, with Robert Bork, I mean, a lot of people haven't put this together, but uh, everybody remembers what happened with Robert Bork. But the end result of Bork being defeated and being portrayed as anti-woman by people like Ted Kennedy and Joe Biden and, you know, anti-woman for, for what? I mean, there's no Me Too movement or anything like that around Robert Bork. In his case, he was, he was just simply pro-life. And they, and they tarred and feathered him. They smeared him. They portrayed him as this political, ideological, cultural gargoyle just because the, the guy thought that abortion should be decided by the state rather than the federal government. In, in fact, Don, he, he wasn't even willing to just strike it down at the federal level. He just simply wanted to turn it over to the states of all things. But, but they savaged him, and then after Bork was defeated in the Senate, it was a guy named Douglas Ginsburg. Everybody forgets about him. And I don't know if you remember this, Don, but, but he was the guy that was pretty much shot down because he had admitted to smoking marijuana at, <laughs> at, at, at one point. You know, these were these were the pre-Bill Clinton days when you know Bill Clinton said that um, that, that he didn't inhale, right? But so after Bork and after Ginsburg, we end up with Anthony Kennedy, who was nominated by Reagan, November 11th, 1987, and my friend Bill Clark, Judge Bill Clark, who was Ronald Reagan's top aide. He knew, he knew Kennedy very well. He used to have lunches together when, when, with him once a week when they were both judges in Sacramento. But Bill Clark in the, on the California Supreme Court and Kennedy on the federal bench. And Clark told me, and he told Reagan as well, he said, no, he's, he's solid. He's a conservative. He's pro-life. He's an Irish Catholic. And, and Bill Clark told me, Don, he said, all of that, all of that was true. But he said Kennedy is also a man very, very influenced by his surroundings. And, and when he got to Washington, he was very much influenced by Sandra Day O'Connor and other kind of pro-choice liberals and progressives on the court. And in 1992, it was, it was Anthony Kennedy, in, in which has Ronald Reagan rolling over in his grave, um, authored the majority decision in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which, which preserved Roe v. Wade as, as the law of the land. My guest is Dr. Paul Kangor, best-selling author and professor of political science at Grove City College. And we'll be back with more in a moment here on the Don Crow Show. Stay with us. We're grateful for our pastors, for every hospital visit, every prayer, and for every time you share God's Word. 
We're saying thanks again at our annual Pastors Appreciation Day, Thursday, October 11th, at Armature Works in Tampa. Pastor, come enjoy food, fellowship, and a special word of encouragement from the president of Dallas Theological Seminary, Dr. Mark Bailey. And we'll equip you with free resources and seminars to strengthen your ministry. Faith Talks, Pastors Appreciation Day, October 11th. RSVP today at letstalkfaith.com. Hi, this is Tony Bunkley. As you may know, Bill's on the road to full recovery, and the whole family's looking forward to having you along on our pilgrimage to the Holy Land this November. Bill's worked closely with Boaz Shalgi and EDI Travel to craft an incredible itinerary. We traveled with EDI last year, and our trip was so inspirational. This time we want you with us as we visit Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, even Petra in Jordan, and so much more. You can see it all, including Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy and a special dinner at Boaz Private Residence. As someone in the travel industry, let me say that this all-inclusive trip at just $3,925 is an incredible value. Join me, Bill and Zach, on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through the 19th. Call 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. I'll personally answer all of your questions or check out all the details at letstalkfaith.com. I'm Bill Carl, and you know, for years we've been helping families just like yours with half-price tuition to great Christian schools at christiantuitions.com. And for years, parents have asked, is this for real? It absolutely is. Here's a recent conversation with Natasha Sherwood, headmaster at Tampa Bay Christian Academy. I literally can remember the first kid who five years ago took up the half-price tuition mm-hmm. discount from you all. The look on that mom's face, she's like, I don't know if I bought into a scam or not. I, this is, you know, and she sat in our office just crying that it wasn't and that yeah. she wasn't able to bring her kid. And you all have helped shape our goals. I mean, when I saw that face, I was like, there are people out there who don't know they can afford it. And we have aggressively tried to meet that need. So thank you because you've helped shape who we try to be. For years, we've made it our goal to help families afford a private Christian school education through ChristianTuitions.com. Great Christian schools are already enrolling for next year. So hurry today to ChristianTuitions.com for half off your first year's tuition at a private Christian school. Choose your child's school today at ChristianTuitions.com. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. 
I'm Bill Carl, and today's guest host on the Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. You know, if you're like me, you have a lot of apps on your phone you just don't use anymore. Why not delete one of them and make room for the Faith Talk app? It's free for your Apple or Android device, and it allows you to take Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1 with you wherever you go. Download the Faith Talk app today. Welcome to Paul Kangor, Professor of Political Science, Grove City College, Executive Director of the Center for Vision and Values. Good resource for you, visionandvalues.org on the web. Author of a number of great books, including A Pope and a President, John Paul II and Ronald Reagan, and The Extraordinary Untold Story of the 20th Century. Also, Dupes, How America's, how America's Adversaries Have manip- Manipulated Progressives for a Century. you got to give me shorter titles, Paul. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> On this issue of uh, presidents and uh, nominating uh, people that end up being not what they thought, you just cited Kennedy as a case in point, and Sandra Day O'Connor, as I recall, as well. Uh, and is that what happens? There occurs a metamorphosis once they get inside the beltway, and what a president thought they were going to be in terms of conservative, let's say, uh, they end up uh, begin to uh, beginning to uh, kind of absorb the culture. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely happens, Don. I think it might happen more with conservatives going to the going to the liberal side rather than with uh, liberal judges going the other way, because certainly. Kagan and Breyer and Ginsburg and Sotomayor, you know, they've all been exactly what the liberal presidents who appointed them expected that they would be. But it, but in Reagan's case, Kennedy was a big disappointment. Sandra Day O'Connor um, as well. I mean, certainly on the kind of pro-life cultural issues they were, and a lot of other decisions. I'd say overall they were they were more moderate. Um, Reagan did pick. Um, Antonin Scalia, which was clearly clearly his best pick. He also appointed Chief Justice uh, or Rehnquist to the position of Chief Justice uh, on the Supreme Court. Uh, John Roberts has turned out to be pretty solid. Alito has turned out to be solid. And I and I got to say, right now, in defense of Donald Trump, the cases that have come out so far in this current term, Neil Gorsuch is is looking pretty good as well. On that last note. Where to from here? Of course, uh, Schumer, uh, Chuck Schumer and company are apoplectic over this resignation and what it may portend. And, of course, they're vowing to fight in the trenches, I'm sure, to the very end on this. But what hope do we have that this president can get yet another reasonable and conservative judge on the court? Well, I think it's going to be a party-line vote, and the key for Republicans will be able to get retain just a couple of their more squishy (laughs) Senate members, uh, you know, Susan Collins, uh, you know, the Susan Collins, Olympia Snow types. The usual suspects. The usual, yeah. Go ahead. Yes, that's right. Yes, so they have to to hang on to them. That's what's utterly crucial. And I think with with Donald Trump, it's going to be probably another Federalist Society Heritage Foundation type judge that, that they're supporting and that they put in front of them. And um, I know a couple of different names. I, I don't want to say them. Other people probably already said them on your show. But 
uh, they're already being kicked around. I, I think Trump will probably nominate somebody somebody pretty good. The key will be whether or not that they can they can just barely get through because probably every single Democrat in the Senate will vote against the person, um, no matter no matter what his or her judicial qualification. In fact, Schumer was saying yesterday he thinks that any nominations ought to be held until after the midterm elections in November. I bet. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, I mean, look, it's, it's it's very simple. They're always complaining liberals are about litmus tests. Well, they have a litmus test. And if and if, if, the, if, the, if the appointee doesn't flat out clearly support Roe v. Wade, then, then they're doomed as, as far as they're concerned. And, and Republicans don't do the same thing. I remember Rick Santorum and others, you know, voting in Breyer and Ginsburg because they thought – Constitutionally speaking, that the Senate's job is to give the president who the president wants, as long as they're judicially fit, you know, of logical and, and temperate mind, you know, that it shouldn't be an ideological test. But but for liberals, it's it's very much an ideological test. And on that last note, I wish conservatives would take that page from the liberals. If you're going to be a liberal, fine, be a liberal. Uh, but if you're going to be a conservative. Don't uh, use the name as a cloak and then vote in other ways. Be what you said you're going to be so we'll know where you are. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree with that totally. Good to talk with you as always. I'm sure we'll talk again on these matters. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Don. Again, Dr. Paul Kengor, professor of political science, Grove City College. Uh, great uh, organization, great college, great learning institution. Also, he is the executive director of the Center for Vision and Values for the college. And you can find that uh, his work and that of his colleagues at that website, visionandvalues.org, visionandvalues.org. Great writer of a number of outstanding best-selling books. And if you want to find those out, just type in his name in a search engine, Paul Kangor. It'll bring up his books, and any one of them is worth your attention. Checking your inbox? Open encouragement here. Weekday mornings at 9, it's Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. What a great opportunity for you to share Christ with your child just by telling them, I know I'm going to heaven. Here's why. And at 9.30, know the truth with Philip DeCourcy. The devil wants us to sin because he would rather fight us in our strength than the power of the Holy Spirit. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. Thousands of doctors, health specialists, and professionals recommend Balance of Nature as a way of improving their health. Listen to a few unsolicited success stories from doctors that use Balance of Nature as well. Scientific research has shown that many cancers and lifestyle diseases can be prevented with a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. This prevention comes from the phytochemicals in the plants. I take Balance of Nature because I know, I've seen it in my lab, and I know that it works. I've seen the immune response increase, I've seen your DNA repair capacity increase, and I've seen DNA protection. And that, to me, as a scientist, rings so true. When you call, use discount code NOW, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751. That's 1-800-246-8751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code NOW. Looking to further your career as an electrician? Don't do it yourself. Team up with Mr. Sparky instead. 
We offer electricians of all levels great perks that you just won't get going in alone, like health, dental, and vision, and paid time off. So apply today and turn your dream job into a reality. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Sparky. Terms and conditions may apply. Call for details. Independently owned and operated. Licensed in the respective state or county. Welcome to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling. Cultivating a love of learning through a Christian worldview. Here is Classical Conversations homeschooling advocate, Lee Bortons. Today I'll be discussing the state of homeschooling worldwide with Classical Conversations graduate, Chris Blackburn. Lee, I know you've sponsored and attended all of the Global Home Education Conferences. Can you tell me the purpose and story of GHEC? Sure. Before 2012, a bunch of leaders in the United States wanted to do more with what we've learned to help other homeschoolers in other countries, whether it was better job at homeschooling, understand homeschooling, or just make homeschooling legal. And so HSLDA, along with Classical Conversations as a sponsor and some other folks, put together the first Global Home Education Conference in 2012 in Germany. And then after that, it was so successful, we decided to have another one. And in 2016, we met in Brazil. And then we just finished in 2018 in Moscow. And the next conference will be in 2020 in the Philippines. So the purpose of this organization was so that politicians, lawyers, statisticians, and university researchers could meet in other countries where homeschooling was either beginning to have success or maybe was illegal and needed to have some help. And so they get together at this event specifically to meet with legislators. And it's not like a normal homeschool conference with a lot of homeschooling families. Instead, it's a lot of leaders and politicians. And then another purpose, though, was to have opportunity for families who are out of the country to support the local families. So that's why the first year when you got to go with us to Germany, I was just really happy that we were able to bring four or five families over to Germany so that the local families could meet students who'd already been homeschooled and had graduated. So the Global Home Education Conference has really done a lot to reach out to the homeschooling community. You've been listening to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling with Lee Bordens. To learn more, visit classicalconversations.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. The Don Crow Show on WAVA, also sharing the day with the Bill Bunkley Show audience at 570 a.m., 910 a.m. and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. One of my favorite writers, uh, David Limbaugh. We're going to try to have him on again. Uh, It's been a while since we've chatted with him. He's got some great columns at stream.org. This one called Trump's Clarifying Effect. And, uh, well, one of the reasons I like David is uh, he thinks very logically and writes the same way. He says, witnessing the political left's increasing irrationality and aggressiveness is, in the obvious sense, discouraging. But on the bright side... It's immensely clarifying. People with selective memories may be unaware, but the left's extremism and fascism are nothing new. Donald Trump is not the root cause of its angst, nor is he the first Republican president on the receiving end of such unhinged hatred. Never forget the Democrats' character assassination of such honorable judicial appointees as Robert Bork and Clarence Thomas. 
And then he reminds us, go back and watch some of Ted Kennedy's and Joe Biden's outrageous speeches condemning such nominees. I mean, talk about the height of hubris and hypocrisy. Nobody has a corner on Ted Kennedy. He has that all nailed down on his own, folks. And uh, they may say it's not right to speak ill of the dead, but, uh, hey, truth is truth. Uh, In any event, uh, David Limbaugh says, concerning the left's attitude toward GOP presidents, let's not begin with Richard Nixon, because given his Watergate-related behavior, few, few will remember or acknowledge the left's preceding viciousness toward him. But how can anyone forget the epithets and the derision, uh, derision routinely hurled at President Reagan? That amiable dunce. Anybody remember who called him that? No less than uh, Speaker O'Neill, Tip O'Neill, calling him the amiable, amiable dunce. By the way, everybody was shocked to find out that Reagan was brilliant. I shouldn't say everybody, people who knew him, but I mean those on the left who excoriated him and mocked him, as O'Neill and others did. Uh, found out that he was brilliant and that he, for the most part, wrote a great deal of his own speeches that were so moving and so communicative, if you will, with the uh, the American public. Uh, anyway, uh, Limbaugh says, uh, how can anyone forget the epithets and derision routinely hurled at President Reagan, that amiable dunce, in quote, and warmongering cowboy who was determined to provoke nuclear war with the Soviet Union. And instead of giving Reagan a deserved Nobel Peace Prize for his dominant role in bringing down that evil empire, liberals chose instead to idolize and credit Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev, endlessly slobbering over his unfolding glasnost and perestroika. To hear liberals tell the tale... If it weren't for Reagan, the benevolent Gorby would have uh, torn the wall down years before. And uh, he goes on there. The columns, as I say, much longer than I have time to uh, uh, to read. But you can check it out at stream.org. He talks about George W. Bush's presidency, and, you, uh, and he takes a look at Obama's pres- presidency, and uh, just goes on to talk about identity politics and says, for years, Democrats really haven't had an answer to successful conservative policies, so they've been increasingly reduced to identity policies, or politics, rather. Their essential message is that many of Trump's policies may be working, but he and his supporters are racists and sexists and homophobes. And David says their shtick is growing tired, and people, including some minorities, are getting wise to it. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. I've already asked Julie, my producer, to see if we can get David on as soon as, po- as, soon as possible uh, to uh, give you his own firsthand uh, insights. That's it for this hour. here to give you strength between Sundays. Let's not talk about glory. Let's talk about suffering. It's the cross, then the crown. It's humiliation, then the exaltation. Guys, are you up for that? In God's goodness, they were up for it. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. 
Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Val Dior. Correspondent Sagar Magani reports that President Trump's search for the next Supreme Court justice is ramping up this week. He does not have a nominee just yet, but does have a date for announcing one. July 9th, a week from today, the president says he's looking at up to seven candidates, including two women. He spent the weekend at his New Jersey golf resort talking with advisors about the opening and said the search could include interviews with potential nominees at the club. Sagar Magani reporting, and President Trump is warning the World Trade Organization there will be consequences if the United States is not treated properly. Bob Agnew has more. The president is again denying plans to withdraw the U.S. from the WTO, but did tell reporters in the Oval Office that the trade organization needs to change its ways. The president has struck U.S. allies with tough tariffs and is planning to impose tough trade penalties on China later in the week. He says the WTO has treated the U.S., quote, very badly, and I hope they change their ways, even though he says he's not planning anything now. Bob Agnew reporting. President Trump predicting a positive relationship with Mexican President-elect Andres Manuel López Obrador. Trump says he had a lot of good conversation with the leftist leader today for about 30 minutes, a day after his victory. Trump says, I think the relationship will be a very good one, but make no mistake, we still have illegal immigration to address. A Thai provincial governor says all 12 boys and their coach have been found alive in the cave where they went missing over a week ago in northern Thailand. It was uh, late Monday that the 13 are in the process, beginning late Monday, their time, in the process of being rescued. And on Wall Street today, the Dow ending up 36 to 24,307, NASDAQ up 57 to 75,68, and the S&P ending up 8 to 2727. For more details on these stories and much more, visit townhall.com. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. A SpaceX shipment has arrived at the International Space Station bearing berries and ice cream, mice, and the first orbiting robot with artificial intelligence. And we have capture confirmation. The capture coming at 5.54 a.m. Central Time, 6.54 a.m. Eastern Time, while the Station and Dragon flew 256 statute miles over Quebec. So the Canada Arm 2 capture and Dragon while the Station and Dragon flew over Canada. The Dragon capsule reached the station Monday, three days after launching from Florida. Station astronauts used a large mechanical arm to grab the Dragon. The nearly 6,000-pound delivery includes genetically identical mice for a study of gut bacteria in the round robot Simon. 
Harvey Weinstein charged with a sex crime against a third woman in an updated indictment. District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. announcing the indictment today says the new charges involve allegations against the Hollywood mogul from 2006. Town Hall News. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. When Jesus Christ came to this earth, died on the cross, rose from the dead, John said, let me tell you something. It's something we touch. We've seen it. It does something to our senses. It's real. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Summer travel season's here. Now's the time to plan that family vacation you'll remember forever. Travel Cat's pre-planned packages make it so easy. Just pack your wardrobe. Whether you want to take that special trip to Washington, D.C., New York City, California, or go international, Travel Cat's will create the perfect worry-free trip within an affordable budget. Travel Cat's are the custom travel experts putting together unforgettable travel experiences. Call 352-277-7300 or visit TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. Finding Faith Together, the new Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Also available on the iHeartRadio app. This hour is sponsored by EDI Travel. It's time for the Don Crow Show, right here from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios. Now, the Don Crow Show. Among the many events happening in our nation's capital during the annual 4th of July celebrations is one called Freedom Fest D.C. And joining me right now for a few minutes to tell you about it, as well as how you can be a part of it, event coordinator Jose Lopez. Jose is also founder and director of Santo Outreach Ministry, the organization sponsoring this event each year. Jose, good to talk with you again. Dom, thank you for having me again. It's a blessing to be talking to you right now, brother. Well, it's a blessing to have the kind of work you and your colleagues have been doing. As a matter of fact, it used to be called Christ on the Mall. Was it back in the 80s it started? Uh, and so it's been a long time, an event that's very important on the Mall each 4th of July. Correct, exactly. It started in 1985, you know, and something that happens every 4th and we're there, you know, it's while many churches and ministries send people to go out to the world to do mission work, this is one of the few situations where, the world comes to us because how many people visit uh, Washington, D.C. during the summer. In other words, what I want to share is there is one-day mission trip where we can fulfill the Great Commission. And you know what? It is right here in our nation's capital, in our backyard. Well, with all the bad feelings, I guess is a mild way of putting it, that are bubbling up out of the uh, culture, out of the grassroots of the culture these days, not just here in Washington, but all over the country, we really need the force of the gospel more than ever, don't we? Yes, we do. You know, again, if we go back to the Word of God in Acts 1-8, he says, but you will receive my power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. See, when we become a believer and uh, receive the Lord as our Savior, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us, and he gives us the power to be a witness for his glory, you know, that he's our Savior. And, you know, he gave us the Spirit not to, not to do anything. He doesn't give us the Spirit just to be in vain, but to do something, to be active, you know, and to preach the good news. You know, it's like Paul, uh, you know, I just paraphrase, I think it's in, in, in 
First Corinthians 9, he says, what to me if I do not preach the gospel? You know, and uh, Charles Spurgeon, you know, says every Christian is either a missionary or is an imposter. Mm. I don't want to be an imposter. Wow. I want to be a missionary for the gospel. That's a strong statement, and I, uh, I agree that we have a responsibility. That's part of our calling. It's, a, it's supposed to be in the DNA of the uh, of the newborn believer is to want to share the good news with others. Talk about what this really is going to include. By, by the way, it's not just the 4th of July, but starts back on the 29th, I think. What's going to be happening? What are some of the things that will be occurring during those days? Well, what we do, we, we go to the mall and we connect with people. You know, our purpose is to let the people that we connect during the days leading to the outreach to understand that they're morally bankrupt and if they continue in the path of the way they're living, they're heading to spend eternity separated from God, which is hell. A lot of people don't like to use the word hell, but it's in the Bible. We don't need to move away from that. They need to understand that the physical world has an end and eternity is real, that there is a heaven and that there is a hell. When we share the gospel, we remind people that God's nature is both perfect justice and perfect love. The God, uh, God's wrath and his love meet at the cross where Jesus Christ died for all our sins. And that's what we do. We connect with people. You know, we, we share the gospel through uh, different worship groups, uh, skit, drama, uh, speakers. We give free water away. Uh, we have uh, this year what we are going to implement, we call uh, the charging station because every year we have people and they come to the stage and they say, can I plug my phone? And sometimes we cannot help. But this year we're going to have a charging station where we're going to have them sitting there to connect their phone and that we can share the gospel to them one on one. Talk, if you would, about what folks should do and can do if they want to be part of the events, either on the 4th or leading up to it. What should they do? How can they get more information? Well, one of the things that I would encourage uh, everyone that is listening to go to our website, freedomfestdc.com, and get familiar with what we're doing. I will encourage them to go in, in the top uh, of the bar when you say about us, and they can go to what is our mission, our core values, our statement of faith. And I have a little video clips there that they can understand how they can be part of it and understand about what we do as a ministry. You know, we need prayers. We need more uh, brothers and sisters to come and share the gospel. But also, Don, if you, uh, one thing that we need also is financial support. You know, I want to encourage, if you're listening, if you can help us, you know, you can go to the Donate button right there in the Freedom Fest uh, website, and you can help us with that. One thing that I'm going to encourage you and tell you and let you know that every cent, every penny that you donate to the ministry is going to be used for the ministry. We're not going to buy uh, one little jet like so many tele-evangelists telling people <laughs> there that they're going to do. And also, I'm not going to tell you because you're going to give us uh, a help, a donation, that you're going to be healthy and wealthy. That's not true. You know, but every penny, every cent that you donate, it's going to be used for the ministry because all of us are volunteers and none of us get paid to do this. And you do have other churches through the years that have been partnering with you and supporting you, right? Yes. Uh, a lot of churches, local churches help us. Uh, uh, but the sad reality, Don, what I want to share, it, and uh, I hope if 
if I'm going to offend some of the churches and pastors in the area, especially the ones that are local, they take for granted that we are here in our nation's capital. You know, we are in battleground. And a lot of our local churches, you know, it's sad that they don't come and they don't participate. I've been telling them, this is one day mission trip. You don't have to raise the money to go in another nation. I don't have anything against it because it's illegal. We have to go to other nations. But the great thing about this event is one day event. The only thing that they need to raise the money is for the metro fare car and for their lunch. But just come and be part of it. But yes, there is other churches. Churches are coming from Nova Scotia, Canada, from uh, University Social King's University in, in Canada. All right, we're going to have to break on that note, uh, uh, Jose, but I will repeat the website, and uh, I, it's a good call to churches and youth groups and others who want to participate. Thank you, my friend, for being with us these few minutes. Don, thank you for having me. God bless you, and have a wonderful rest of the afternoon. Jose Lopez, founder of Santo Outreach Ministry, coordinator of Freedom Fest DC, their website that you can get more information, get yourself plugged in, freedomfestdc.com, freedomfestdc.com. Hi, this is Tony Bunkley. As you may know, Bill's on the road to full recovery, and the whole family's looking forward to having you along on our pilgrimage to the Holy Land this November. Bill's worked closely with Boaz Shalgi and EDI Travel to craft an incredible itinerary. We traveled with EDI last year, and our trip was so inspirational. This time, we want you with us as we visit Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, even Petra in Jordan, and so much more. You can see it all, including Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy and a special dinner at Boaz Private Residence. As someone in the travel industry, let me say that this all-inclusive trip at just $3,925 is an incredible value. Join me, Bill and Zach, on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through the 19th. Call 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. I'll personally answer all of your questions or check out all the details at letstalkfaith.com. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. That's 800-651-3235. Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Let's face it. We live in a time where we constantly have to sift through fake news and fake qualifications. Here in Florida, with the uptick in the need for electrical contractors, it's not unusual to hear about electricians who either portray their abilities beyond that which they're licensed for, or they're not licensed at all, compromising the quality of work and the safety of their clients. 
You can rest secure knowing that Mr. Sparky Electricians are fully licensed and qualified to perform the installations and repairs you require. Not only are Mr. Sparky Electricians fully licensed, they're background checked, drug tested, they arrive on time, and every bit of work they do is satisfaction guaranteed 100%. And there's nothing fake about that. You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888-8-SPARKY. This is Charles Osgood for Exergen. You know, when our five kids were growing up, someone was always getting sick, but when you tried to take anybody's temperature... All chaos would break out. When you're struggling with a fussy, squirmy kid, there's no value in those old-fashioned thermometers we used to use. Now my grandkids have it easy. The Exogen Temporal Scanner has changed all that. Just swipe it over the forehead and you get a fast, accurate reading. You don't even have to wake them up. And it's so easy, even Grandpa can do it. Now that's what I call real value. Don't let the morning rush keep you from God's Word. Weekday mornings at 8, it's Moments of Hope with David Chadwick. Be the people of God. Love God and love your neighbor. And we will live as the republic that our founding fathers and God so desire. And at 8.30, Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Ever since my kids can remember, I've been telling them about Jesus and trying to lead them to Him. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. The Don Crow Show on WAVA, also sharing the day with the Bill Bunkley Show audience on Faith Talk 570 AM. 9, 10 a.m. and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. Her name is Leah Charibou. She's one of the 110 schoolgirls kidnapped by the terrorist group Boko Haram back in February. Many of you remember the story. Uh, these girls kidnapped from their school in uh, a city, a town called Dapchi in, north, in northeast Nigeria. And while the other 109 girls were recently released, this young lady was not. As a matter of fact, as I understand it, they still don't know her whereabouts. That is her family and fa- and uh, friends who are grieving to this very day. Uh, joining me to talk about this remarkable young lady, 15 years old, I believe, about right now, and why she was the one girl Boko Haram would not release is Nathan Weiniger, Director of Policy with the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. Uh, And uh, tell us more, Nathan, about this remarkable young lady and her story. Well, Don, Leah was abducted 133 days ago. So she's been in captivity for a third of a year, um, which means that she is a prisoner of conscience. Um, It was February 19th, 2018. Uh, Just like you said, 110 girls were abducted from the Government Girls uh, Science and Technical College in Dapshi, which is in northeastern Nigeria. Um, For reference, that's a bit north of Chibok, where a bunch of other girls were abducted in 2014. Reports at the time indicated that at least on that day, there was no school security, which is um, very sad. And, you know, last month, her family celebrated her birthday but without her. And so she's now 15 years old. And while um, uh, slight slight correction, 104 of the girls were released, five of them um, died in the process, sadly. 
Um, but we are grateful that those other girls survived and were released, um, though many of them have been kept out of schools because when Boko Haram released them, it told the families that it was fine for them to be released, but they shouldn't go back to school because Boko Haram means basically Western education is forbidden. Now, they were all released, um, and Leah wasn't. And the reason Leah wasn't is because um, as she was getting on the bus to take her... I believe we lost him. Uh, can you pick that back up for us, uh, Julie? Again, we're talking with Nathan Weiniger. Uh, he is the director of policy relations with a great organization, 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. And their website, by the way, I highly recommend you check it out, is 21Wilberforce.com. Dot org, 21wilberforce.org. It's a great voice for human rights and especially Christian and religious freedom rights around the world. This is a case in point. We've talked about similar situations with him and his colleagues, including our, our longtime friend uh, who actually is a key force with 21 Wilberforce, and that is former Congressman uh, Frank Wolf. So uh, I want to get back to that. My apologies, Nathan. We lost you, but uh, go ahead. Yes, I'm back. Well, um, uh, unfortunately, you know, when she was, uh, when the children were, when the girls were put back on the bus to go meet with their families, um, Boko Haram stopped her and noticed that she wasn't wearing a Muslim head covering, asking her if she was Muslim. She said no, um, and then they denied her ability to return to the bus or to return to her, her family. We know that because um, her mother, Rebecca, when she was um, when she was waiting for Leah to get back with the other girls and Leah wasn't there, some of Leah's friends who were Muslim said that that was why she was not allowed to return. Those girls actually, in fact, tried to encourage her to um, make the Muslim declaration of faith so that she could return with them, and she refused. She said that 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 was not her religion, that she was Christian, and she wasn't going to change that, that she would prefer to die which means that she is a prisoner of conscience. She conscientiously objected to someone telling her what to believe, and now they are incarcerating her, holding her hostage um, to her faith. Can you imagine that, folks? Uh, It'd be one thing for an adult to have that kind of courage, but for a 15-year-old girl, and she wasn't even 15 at that time because this was prior to her. She was 14 Mm -hmm. years old. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm reading here one story uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, Leah's mother, as you've referenced, recalled how overjoyed the parents uh, were as they celebrated the sudden and unexpected return of their daughters after a month away. And uh, Rebecca said she waited patiently as each parent was united with their daughter. And then it suddenly dawned on her that her daughter, Leah, was not among the group of uh, girls uh, released. And that's when, uh, the, I guess, the truth of it came out. She asked the other girls, uh, if I understood you correctly, that, uh, you know, where's my daughter? And they said, well, she refused to convert to Islam, and they wouldn't let her go. Which puts her in a very important category of people, which are prisoners of conscience. And prisoners of conscience are held hostage to their particular beliefs throughout the world. And it's a major concern because it's an ability for governments or terrorist organizations to put pressure on people. And people like Leah um, are strong and convicted, uh, in her case, maintaining her Christian faith, because it's what she truly believed. And it's why we need to work on international religious freedom for the sake of young women like Leah 
who are put at risk because of what they believe. You know, uh, Rebecca is currently um, in an undisclosed location uh, because for her own safety, the mother's safety, um, and also because, you know, different groups or different news organizations were asking her to repeat her story over and over and over again, um, which just re-traumatizes her. So I think it's really important to remember that Leah is not the only victim when you hold someone as a prisoner of conscience, but so is her family, um, as well as her friends. What recourse or recourses are available to us as Americans and also to uh, the United States government in a case like this? Well, when the kidnapping first happened, the Nigerian government, um, which we've talked about before, uh, had sort of denied that it happened or said that maybe not as many were abducted. They finally did get their act together and finally were able to actually describe the situation correctly. And so we're grateful that they were able to do that. They also launched a major campaign to try and find the girls. Um, it seems that that campaign, uh, given that most of them returned, once most of them returned, largely slowed down. So it's very important that the Nigerian government continue to work to find them. And it's also very important because because of the faith component of this story, it's very dangerous in Nigeria. People in Nigeria take their faith very seriously, and they can oftentimes think and, and have cause to think that their faith makes them a target for violence. And so this seems like an example to a lot of people on the ground of the Nigerian government not caring um, because they're, they're done, and they're assigning that blame because they don't care about this Christian girl. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't actually know. But I do know that it's dangerous, and I do know that the Nigerian government needs to do something about it. And I do know that the U.S. government has leverage on the ability to do that. One way that this could happen is through the passage of something called H.R. 750. H.R. 750, the House Resolution 750, is a bill that would designate a Prisoners of Conscience Day, which could be used to highlight situations like, like Leah's and be used to bring pressure on the Nigerian government to devote the necessary resources to find her. Um, everyone listening has a member of Congress that they can call and ask to support this, and so that's one thing that you can do. You can also pray. Praying, you know, we are a faith-based organization. We believe in the power of prayer. And one of our partner organizations called CSW, which you can get to their website at csw.org, um, is calling for July 18th to be a day of prayer for Leah Sherabu. Again, that's July 18th. You can learn more about their efforts um, if you go to csw.org. Um, they're a partner organization in the U.K., so some of their action items are U.K.-focused. But the prayer is something that you can join in uh, wherever you are. And so we definitely encourage people to do that. And indeed, on that latter point, Nathan, I think uh, many times we, even as people of faith, might not really fully <laughs> Uh, grasp how powerful our prayers are. We may feel that a letter or a phone call, or if I could just get in front of a senator or congressman, I could really speak my mind. Well, there's no greater uh, resource or recourse at all than uh, heaven's throne itself. And I think we need to really focus on that, that we can, through prayer, concerted prayer by many people, we can change situations above and beyond whatever governments can do. Would you agree? Yes, and I would ask that because of that, that everyone that's listening to this um, phone, this interview decide that they are going to pray for Leah Sheridan definitely on the 18th and up to that as well. And get their small groups to pray about this too. Here's a woman who said that Jesus is her Savior. She's expressing her 
fundamental right to be able to believe according to the dictates of her conscience, and we should stand with her in prayer. Now, is there other information? Uh, You've given a website, csw.org, and that will help folks uh, with this prayer effort, especially on July the 18th. Uh, and also H.R. 750, that's the uh, Prisoner of Conscience uh, Day. That's a bill that calls for an annual day of that. Is that what that is? That's correct. That's been introduced by Randy Holtgren. Randy Holtgren is a congressperson who is part of uh, the Tom Lantos Human Rights Commission. And so our government has lots of mechanisms to help focus on these issues, but they're dealing with a lot of important issues, as I'm sure many of your listeners are aware, and so they can get distracted. Days that highlight issues like this are things that help focus their attention and help make sure that the weight of the U.S. government, which is very weighty and something that we all have a say in as citizens, we have citizen, we should steward, steward our citizenship. And you can do that by encouraging your congressperson to support this, uh, this Prisoners of Conscience Day and other similar efforts. Thank you, you Nathan. The Prisoners of Conscience list and more members of Congress should become partners on that as well. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. Always good to talk with you and your colleagues. Thank you. Thank you. Nathan Weiniger, Director of uh, Policy Relations with 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. And their website is the number 21wilberforce.org, 21wilberforce.org. Again, the, the bill that we would encourage you to let your uh, congressmen, your, Senate, your uh, representatives know about, that you want it supported, you would like them to support it. H.R. 750, Prisoner of Conscience Day bill, and also that July 18th call to prayer specifically for this young lady, Leah Sharabu, S-H-A-R-I-B-U, Leah Sharabu, and a special day of prayer for, on her behalf, praying that God will m- intervene and move uh, on the powers that be, if you will, to cause her to be returned to her home Uh, She stands as a prisoner of conscience at just 15 years of age right now, and your prayers can make the decisive difference, and so we hope that you'll be a part of that as well. Stay with us. We have more here on The Don Crow Show. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. This was the best June in many years for originalists. The Supreme Court rejected a couple of invitations to throw itself into the thicket of redrawing district lines in different states drawn originally as the Constitution provides by state legislatures. The court upheld the free exercise and free conscience rights of a baker and a florist who had declined to use their art and craft in the celebration of same-sex marriages, which they could not endorse on religious grounds. And, of course, the court ended the right of public employee unions to collect tens of millions of dollars in fees from their members for use in political work with which their members disagreed. It was the best June in years, and at the end of it, Justice Anthony Kennedy retired and left President Trump a vacancy to fill this summer. Quite a June, and many case opinions to celebrate this 4th of July. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. I had these 33 orphans I was trying to figure out how to care for. When I left Zimbabwe, they had two weeks' worth of food. So the pressure was like, whoa. Chris Marlowe on Focus on the Family Minute, sharing how his daughters changed the world through a lemonade stand. And so one morning, there was a bunch of construction going on in our neighborhood. They were building new houses. And so they just put together this lemonade stand. And they they just wrote on this board, chalkboard, um, you know, all the food is going to care for orphans in Zimbabwe. 
And I remember this was a construction worker. They would come and they would drop a $20 bill to get a glass of, you know, to get a cup of lemonade. Yeah. And it showed me back then that everybody, no matter where you're at, people really want to make a difference in the world. Yeah. Whether it's a seven or five-year-old kid or whether it's a 35-year-old construction worker, it was an example of what people want to do. You can make a difference, too. Learn how from Chris at FamilyMinute.org. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. Once you signed on as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you're in for life and for eternity. No escape. You've got three particular enemies, the flesh, the world, and the devil. So what am I going to do about it? Am I going to get discouraged, give up, want to quit, and walk away and say, I'm tired, it won't work? First of all, you can't quit. You can't escape. Now, you can give up, but why give up? You're just going to make it worse. Here's what you can do. You can take a very firm stand on the truth of the Word of God, and you can claim your position in Christ Jesus as a child of God. And remember that you have Christ living on the inside of you. And listen, we stand in the power of God, in the providential love and care and protection of God, and we stand in the promises of God. We are fully equipped. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at intouch.org. This seems to be an enigma. Jesus Christ, at the same time, fully God and fully man. Hello, I'm Chuck Swindoll. Our minds struggle to comprehend a truth like this. Jesus relinquished the independent use of his divine attributes. When he became a man, and throughout 33 years on this earth, he pleased the Father. He emptied himself. He waited on the Father for his will. Paul exhorts us, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, meaning empty yourself and wait to be used by God. Pastor and teacher Chuck Swindoll Visit Insight for Living's website at insight.org. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. The Don Crow Show on WAVA, brought to you in part by local expert Realty. Now, Realtor Christy Moore promises she'll sell your home in 58 days or she'll buy it. If you'd like to talk to her about it, here's her phone number, 866-404-5858. That's 866-404-5858, or go to soldin58.com on the web. That's soldin, and the number's 58.com. A new day is dawning in America. I look forward to having a justice who will respect and apply the original text and meaning of the Constitution. Those words of hope and optimism from my guest this hour upon the news that 81-year-old Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy stepping down from what my guest calls the most important seat on the court. Matt Stavers, founder and president of Liberty Council, a not-for-profit organization dedicated to advancing religious freedom, the sanctity of life, and the family. And you can learn more, by the way, about their organization. Partner with them at their websites, libertycouncil.com, lc.org. Uh, Matt, welcome. And first, uh, did the Kennedy decision uh, hit you with any kind of surprise, or did you see it coming? 
Well, I didn't see it coming on that specific day, but I saw it coming. Obviously, there's speculation, and we didn't know for sure. No one did, except a few people obviously close to Justice Kennedy. But his law clerks didn't even know it. He actually had hired law clerks for the next term that will start in the fall of this year, and presumably they will work at least part-time or for a partial time for the next justice that's appointed. We thought he might actually retire last year, and then the speculation grew that he was going to retire this year. But, you know, he, again, hired his law clerks uh, for the next term, and he also is teaching this summer, like he has done for many years in Austria at uh, the uh, institute over there. So everything looked on the external as usual, but, again, uh, lots of speculation that he was going to retire so when that happened, it was welcome news, uh, and obviously there's differences of uh, expressions. Uh, the conversation of those on the Democratic National Committee conference call yesterday was, woe is me, uh, but we're celebrating at Liberty Council, and many of us are celebrating around the country, because this is going to be the most important seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. Justice Kennedy, as you know, he has written some uh, – good opinions, sided with some good cases. He's been the 5-4 on many cases, including cases this week. But on the other hand, he's been the 5-4 in some really bad cases, including abortion, same-sex marriage, LGBT agenda, and some others as well. So whoever is in his place, if they are a constitutionalist like Justice Gorsuch, someone who's going to be faithful to the original text and understanding of the Constitution, that means there's a new day in the future with regards to interpretation, and I'm looking forward to the court getting back to an originalist interpretation of the Constitution, not this activist uh, nonsense that we've had for decades. I just spoke with uh, Dr. Paul Kengor, political science professor at Grove City College, and uh, he has said that there's some, uh, I don't know if rumors even the word, but some rumbling that perhaps Clarence Thomas may step down. Have you heard anything of that sort? And if that happened, that would certainly change the mix uh, once again, wouldn't it? Oh, it would definitely change the mix. I mean, he's a solid uh, constitutionalist. He takes the Constitution's text and the meaning of the language that he's interpreting very seriously. He's a very uh, well uh, thought uh provoking individual who does a lot of research. Uh, it would be a terrible situation to have him leave. I don't see him leaving right now. He's in good health. Uh, he is just now celebrating, I believe it's his 70th birthday. So he has a lot more years ahead of him. I don't see him stepping down anytime soon. Now, you also have said uh, in your comments on it, the Supreme Court is why many people voted for President Donald Trump. Elaborate on that point. We already, you've alluded to the benefits already, but this could well be a, a decisive uh, remainder of this term. No question. I think a lot of people voted for President Donald Trump because of the U.S. Supreme Court. I mean, there was a stark contrast, and whatever views you had or concerns you had about the candidates, one contrast was absolutely crystal clear, and that is where they stand on judges. Uh, Clinton wanted to appoint a judicial activist, and uh, Donald Trump promised. He even gave a list of judges who would be faithful to the Constitution, and a lot of people uh, voted for Donald Trump for that reason. And, of course, the very first thing that happened, one of the very first things, is he was able to nominate uh, Gorsuch and is the uh, pre first president in history to have a nominee actually confirmed to the United States Supreme Court in record time with Gorsuch, who 
completed the entire term this year. Uh, so now he's, I think he's got another uh, shot at that same thing. But now, instead of just keeping the status quo from where it was with uh, Scalia, if you will, and frankly, I think uh, Gorsuch has a much better judicial philosophy even, even than Scalia, uh, much more well thought out. But if he has another person like Gorsuch on the court, that means the abortion decision, the same-sex marriage decision, the LGBT agenda decision that Kennedy was a part of, those will all be reversed. If you go back to 1992 with the Planned Parenthood versus Casey decision, everyone predicted Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned because the medical science was against Roe versus Wade uh, trimester system. And after the argument, when the justices got together, it was 5-4 to overturn Roe versus Wade. Kennedy was in that majority. For 30 days, he was lobbied by Justices O'Connor and Souter, and he finally gave in to pressure. 30 days after the opinion had been uh, begun by Rehnquist, he switched his vote, and the opinion was taken away from Rehnquist. And then uh, O'Connor, Kennedy, and Souter wrote a plurality opinion, and that upheld, although with some modifications, but it upheld the core of the abortion decision of Roe versus Wade. So from 1992 to the present, because of Kennedy's switch of vote, we still have millions of children's blood who have been spilled brutally through abortion, and it's all laying at the feet of Anthony Kennedy. He's the one that switched his vote uh, because if he had kept his original vote, uh, we were 30 days away, 30 days away, get this, 30 days away from overruling abortion. But he switched his vote 30 days before the end of the term, and at the end of June 1992, the decision came out, and he had already switched his vote. So because of him, we also have the fifth vote on the same-sex marriage opinion. And Chief Justice John Roberts rightfully said, this is just the imposition of the will of five lawyers. It has nothing to do with the Constitution or the court's precedence, and that's absolutely true. This is just Kennedy's uh, devotion to a LGBT agenda, and he set aside the Constitution to achieve it. We don't need judges or justices like that. We need judges and justices that are committed to only one thing, and that is the text and the original language and meaning and application of the Constitution and the statutes they're interpreting. We're going to come back with more with Matt Staver from Liberty Council. Stay with us. Picture yourself being baptized in the Jordan River, visiting Jerusalem, where every path leads toward Christ's life and the story of God's purpose on earth. These moments can be yours when you join Tony and Lois Evans for Experience Israel 2018, November 7th through the 16th. Gifted worship artists Anthony Evans and Meredith Andrews will enhance your time in Israel with spiritual meaning. Visit letstalkfaith.com or call 855-448-7226 and book your journey to Israel today. A group of men was helping their pastor paint his house in preparation for selling. One of the men asked whether he needed to paint a piece of second-story trim that couldn't be seen from the ground. When the pastor said yes, his friend said, but no one will ever know. And the pastor replied, but I'll know and God will know. This pastor was practicing what Colossians 3.23 teaches, that we should do our work as if we're doing it for Christ. In the case of the pastor's house, that meant painting the house as if Jesus would be the new owner. And this is David Jeremiah, encouraging you to get on the road to new life. 
Discover God's definition of excellence on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today. More hair naturally? That's what you really want. No drugs or plugs, just a full, healthy head of hair. Our new scientific breakthrough handles the multiple causes of thinning hair for both men and women with an intensive four-tier attack. Our exclusive patented program breaks down DHT, the medically recognized cause of hair loss, plus increases scalp circulation, nutrition, and removes environmental chemical buildup. Now your hair can grow naturally, thicker, and fuller. Easy to use, just a few minutes every other day. If your hair loss is within the last 15 years, call now for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call right now. We'll double your order for free up to one year. Call 800-245-HAIR. A thicker, fuller, more luscious head of hair again. Call 800-245-HAIR. That's 800-245-HAIR. Or go to IWantMyHair.com. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Bill Carl here, Don Crow. Today's host for the Bill Bunkley Show returns in a moment. In the meantime, this reminder, private Christian schools in the Tampa Bay area are already enrolling for next year. If you're considering enrolling your student for the very first time, first go to our website, christiantuitions.com. Half off your first year's tuition at the area's best Christian schools, christiantuitions.com. This is Matt Staver, president, founder of... Liberty Council, and he says if Justice Kennedy is replaced with a person who is faithful to the original text and meaning of the Constitution, then it is just a matter of time before several horrible decisions are reversed, including abortion and same-sex marriage. And he says further, Justice Kennedy's replacement marks a turning point in America. Uh, Matt, uh, on that point, we can expect a real pushback already uh, uh, the Democrats are basically, as Paul Kangor said, saying, woe is me. Uh, Chuck Schumer has already suggested they ought to not do anything to nominate anyone or uh, move any nominations forward until after the midterms, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but is yeah. there is there enough uh, is there enough uh, conservative will and uh, coalescing to make sure that we get something done during uh, the remainder of this first term of this president? There's definitely enough will, certainly by the president. He already has a list, and I think you're going to have a name uh, within the next couple of weeks in July. And there's also the will of uh, 
uh, Fred, the head of the Senate, McConnell, Mitch McConnell. He already has canceled the August recess, so the senators are not going anywhere for August this year. And that was even before this happened. And so they're going to be around, and he's going to push this thing through. Now, here's the real issue, however. you got McCain, who's an absentee. And so that ultimately you lose one senator. So it was 51-49 in terms of the Republicans. Absent McCain, he's not going to probably be there. Uh, I wish he would just have someone fill his seat, but he's just maintaining that seat, but he's not voting. So that makes it uh, basically an even split, especially with you add uh, uh, the vice president as another uh, vote. So you can't really lose uh, one or two more Republicans after McCain. And uh, the two that are problematic are Murkowski and Collins, Republican senators. Both of them are very uh, strong abortion advocates. And everyone knows that uh, the result of this appointment and this confirmation, if you have someone who's going to stay true to the Constitution, abortion is going to be history. It's going to be gone. That awful chapter in American history will be forever uh, gone because the court at some point is going to take a case and overrule Roe versus Wade and all of the abortion decisions. So we just don't know where they're going to go. Um, I think we need someone who has impeccable credentials like Gorsuch did, which will make it very difficult for anyone to rule uh, against him or vote against him. The Democrats are, have typically voted in block. They, they voted like robots. Uh, they vote exactly how their leadership tells them. But we need a Democrat or two to break ranks, and we need to keep all the Republicans. If we keep all the Republicans, even without McCain, we still uh, have an option to move forward. If uh, we don't have McCain because he's ill and we lose a Republican, then we're going to need to have a Democrat side with the president and make this confirmation happen. And uh, I've seen the list. I wouldn't know uh, 99% of the names, a rather long one that I saw one copy of. But uh, out of those that you do know, is there one or two or three that you would be quite pleased if the president nominated them? Well, I'd be quite pleased with uh, Judge Barrett, uh, Amy Barrett. I wouldn't be pleased with uh, William Pryor. He's on the 11th Circuit. He had some uh, bad decisions that I don't think were originalist-oriented uh, decisions. Frankly, I thought they were activist decisions on the LGBT issue. Uh, so not everyone on that list, uh, certainly everyone on that list would be an improvement, but not everyone on that list would be the right kind of judge that would be a constitutionalist dedicated to the original understanding and meaning of the text uh, of the Constitution and the statutes. Uh, we need someone like Gorsuch. Gorsuch has a solid judicial um, philosophy, an originalist philosophy, and he's written on it. We need somebody who we don't have to guess what their philosophy is, but that we have a paper trail. Not that they've ruled on particular questions and issues, but that they have laid down a significant paper trail, either in their writings or in their judicial opinions, as to what their judicial philosophy is and has been for a number of years. As we take this last break, uh, Matt, when we come back, if you don't mind, I'd like to have you comment on a piece that, in fact, you've already written about as well. Free speech implodes forced union dues, uh, union fees, and a major decision of its own by the high court. We'll come back in a moment and continue up to the top of the hour with Matt Staver of Liberty Council. Again, there are websites that I encourage you to visit and not only visit, but perhaps partner with them. LibertyCouncil.com, LC.org. 
They are an organization that has done immense amounts of pro bono work across the country for thousands upon thousands of Americans. I often say, who knows, you or I or someone we know may be next to need their services. So uh, keep that in mind. Visit them at lc.org, libertycouncil.com. Before lunch, enjoy God's Word. Weekdays at 11 a.m., it's In Touch with Charles Stanley. There's going to be a time in all of our lives when we will have heard the gospel for the last time. Do not resist God any longer. And at 11.30, Leading the Way with Michael Youssef. What type of phobia that is menacing you in your life? Identify it today and take it up and offer it to the Lord. I said, Lord, I want faith in you that can overwhelm my fears. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Sometimes it may feel like the troubles of the world are pulling us down. When that happens, we should pick ourselves back up with the power of God's love. Godvine.com makes it easy to brighten even the darkest day with uplifting and inspiring videos and stories chosen especially for you to lift you up and strengthen you in your walk with Jesus. From powerful stories of healing, miracles, and angels to heartwarming videos of love, surprises, and joy to cute and funny videos that'll have you laughing out loud. Godvine has just what you need. For the best uplifting videos filled with joy, hope, and love to brighten your day, join millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. For a happier day right away, visit us at godvine.com. Godvine.com. That's godvine.com. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. Can gospel tracts be distributed on public sidewalks? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow. Our church is involved in a farmer's market run by a Main Street Incorporated, and they're telling us that we can't pass out any gospel tracts. Well, if it's on public sidewalks, they can't lease away the First Amendment. Uh, the public sidewalks are deemed to be traditional public forums. That are places appropriate for free speech, and the sidewalks have always been deemed those type of places. And the distribution of religious literature by a church or by individual members of the church or by individual citizens is a protected activity under the Constitution. So there is constitutional protection in place in this regard, and we what you've got here is a, a, an intermediary, if you will, that's putting on the farmer's market, and they're trying to lease away the First Amendment rights, which should not be allowed. I'm also going to give you the number for our offices in Virginia with the American Center for Law and Justice, and we'll get you some help. Sign up to become a member of the American Center for Law and Justice at ACLJ.org. That's ACLJ.org. 
This is Hugh Hewitt for Town Hall Review. If you're like me, you want more than just facts. You want insight from people you trust. People like Dennis Prager, Michael Bedved, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, and of course me, your host each week on the Town Hall Review, a weekly roundup of the news. Tune in each week and visit our website at townhallreview.com. That's townhallreview.com. Sunday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Hey, this is Bill Carl, today's guest host for The Bill Bunkley Show. Don Crow returns in a moment. As Bill continues to take some time off for his health, we continue to pray for him, his wife Tony, and son Zach, and look forward to a full recovery. In fact, Bill's doctors have told him to plan on heading to Israel this November with EDI Travel. To learn more, click on Bill's page at letstalkfaith.com. You also wrote yesterday on the issue of a Supreme Court ruling 5-4 in a case regarding non-worker, non-union worker, non workers being forced to pay fees to public sector unions. I guess that's a, an issue, a 